There we go. Okay, now do it. There we go. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Uh, this show is called The Fake Outrage Report. This is a podcast that uh, I started about uh, almost three years ago with this gentleman over here, Jay Raj. You might have heard of him. Hello. Yes. All right. Remember me? That's right. Who the fuck is we that? smoked cigars and we fucking started a podcast we and it was a damn that. good time. My name is Phil, by the way. It's so good to see you guys here tonight. So, what we do on this show is we. We break down like shitty C-level news stories that you've never heard, and we decide if the outrage people are feeling in it is bullshit or if we're on board of them. We think it's legit outrage. Currently, I co-host the show with this other brown gentleman right here, Mr. Sandeep Sen. How's it going? Live episode, fake outrage Dr. Sandeep Sen. That's right. And oh. just to prove that I have more than two brown friends, I brought another one, a bonus brown guy here. He's not Indian. He's actually Pakistani. I don't know where that lands on the uh, brown guy hierarchy. It's pretty much it's the better. same. It's better? Yeah. Mm. Our Indian. dicks are bigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from what I understand, in India, there's That's a lot just, of... Just, just because your dick is like bigger that. than my dick doesn't mean that all <laughs> that Pakistani's dicks... <laughs> are bigger than all Indians' dicks. After the show, we're actually going to live measure these two guys' dicks. That's, <laughs> a, yeah. that's how that's going to fucking go. So actually, speaking of uh, you being Pakistani, you had a, a weird kind of thing. That's you, basically a, a metaphor for the entire India-Pakistan rivalry. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a big dick measuring contest. That's true. Yeah, I'm sure it was it right just Started yeah, by was, the British. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. Was, there was nothing I said else it. There was nothing else involved, you know, whatsoever. No geopolitical or cultural or religious. It was conflict, one British guy was like, "That guy said he has a bigger dick than you." And he <laughs> and said, "Well, like, I'll show him." And then, and and then, then Gandhi guy. starved himself. And, and then the partition, <laughs> I believe, was the so. Next speaking thing. of being brown, uh, so you can't see the other person's dick. It's like it was like the thing in the stall. You know, that's basically what they put on. <laughs> And now that Phil's is like dance puppets right now. He just manipulated us into fighting already. So. That's right. <laughs> One less brown guy by the end of the night uh, on planet Earth. No, that we've had enough racial jokes for the night. So I want to talk about you for one sec. Uh, Faisal, you were in an ISIS video this week. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Wait. Um, congratulations. So, it's yeah. not what you think. Let him explain. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with those corporate apology videos. Like Facebook had one recently because of the whole data privacy and other shady shit that they do. And so um, the Rabel brothers wrote a sketch um, where they, they did that same Facebook corporate apology video, but they replaced it with ISIS. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's it called so people uh, can find it? It just I, I just look up the Ra I can look it up. It's on Facebook. I'm tagged on it, so you can look it up that way. But I think just ISIS apology video. I think that's what it's called, and it just. It was made by the Rabel brothers. I feel like if these, if our audience Googled that on their own time, they'd be like on a list somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> that'd be... Well, the, yeah. I think what I enjoyed the most is, you know, maybe Hari Kondabula had a point in the sense that two of the guys that were in ISIS were white, I think. <laughs> well, it was a bunch more. Didn't they recruit online and they got like a bunch of Europeans to join up and shit? I, I don't know. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I, I guess uh, maybe I'm the racist one after all, you know, stereotyping Wait, so you ISIS. Were, you were one of the actors in the I ISIS. Was one of the, I was one of the brown guys. Like There was like me and uh, Sadiq Samnani and then like Lucian Formicella is like one of the ISIS members. <laughs> and Mateo, so there were a couple of Gindaloons on the... No uh, one here knows who they are. These are uh, Italians. white comedians. Yeah, they're Italians. <laughs> That's who yeah, they're they're very very. Caucasian I mean, I guess if people. you think about Italians, lost their white card like a decade ago. So uh, yeah, it's Arab enough at this point. Wait, how do so. you figure? Is are, are Italians white now? Yeah, yeah, they, they've lost their privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if they became white, that means they gained privilege. Actually, that's 
That's well, how that one works. I don't know. Maybe according to Tiki Torch guys, but uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I think they lost their white okay, privilege. Okay, enough weird uh, <laughs> racial tension talk. I want to talk about uh, a Jay for a minute here because you, this is a special night. I feel racially tense. This is though. a very. <laughs> Do you feel that racial tension? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you feel tingling? It's racing tension. Feel that blood flowing down below? Okay, oh anyway. Boy. So this is a, this is a, this is a thing uh, that I'm wanting to do for a long time. I was trying to get all three of these guys on the ep- on one episode at the same time. This guy thought it'd be kind of funny, but I did. You want to talk about your life right now, Jay? Because the last time you left New York, we don't have to talk about that if you don't want to. Oh, you don't have. But to. this is a very special night for us here at the Fake Outrage Report. On a we, very special Fake Outrage Report. <laughs> we're doing a send off for you in, in in kind of a way. Yeah. Because you're, you're you're doing some a fun Viking funeral. So what? what are you doing with your life? I am going to video game college. That's a fucking career path. Can you guys believe that shit? <laughs> Fuck my guidance counselor, okay? Like, Is the I... final exam rescuing the princess? Yeah. But she's in another castle, though. Another... Oh. Mario another... jokes! Okay, oh, great. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you, so you're moving out to the BC, right? Yeah, Vancouver. The Couve, as Alanka calls it. The Couve? Tip your bartender. She's Canadian. Wait, but Canadians it goes are, further over there. Canadians Wait, are lousy tippers notoriously, so I feel like I should what? not tip her now Whoa. as like payback. Whoa. Are you going to just... Oh, I thought the French Canadians are the bad tippers. I thought that's well, how it works. We're just... Uh, who knows French Canadian stereotypes? Are you a nationalist or not? I, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, we're establishing racial tension against every single... We've already Indians, Pakistanis, yeah. Italians, and now Canadians. Oh, we're, yeah, no, uh, there's going to be a full-on race all the war races, at the I end believe. of this podcast. The whole bar is invited. That's not racial tension. That's uh. nationalist tension. Because her and I are both quite white. If you uh, quite white, quite white. with Phil Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the when this podcast gets canceled. That's going to be the name of the next one I do. It's going to be a yeah. also racist. It'll just podcast. be you measuring white things against other white things to determine which is whiter. <laughs> you know, I think it's a good segue into our first story, isn't it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into some outrage now. This is what we actually right. do on the show. Rather than just shoot shit at each other, we do weird news stories. We're going to start in New Zealand this week. It's going to do an international uh, story. And this story comes to us from New Zealand where... Have you, guys, you guys know what racism is, right? Yeah? Do you guys know what cookies are? You guys ever heard of racist cookies? It was about time when these two... Uh, yeah, you know, it, to be fair, in, in old timey America, they probably made actual racist cookies. Aren't there a type of cookies? I'm pretty sure N-word they made them in like, current America, too. Oh, yeah, somewhere. In those bakeries yeah. where they don't serve gay people. <laughs> it's where you'll find the Sambo cookies. Oof. Which is just bad business, you know? What are these cookies? N-word I don't know. Toes? I figure like Southern sororities made on, racist cookies it, for generations. It was uh, on an episode of Louie. Shut up. Okay. So, this is what happened is. There is a new line of cookies that came out from the Griffin Company, which is like a Australian New Zealand brand of cookies, and they had a, a ad that is advertising their new caramelized white version. Do we have the video? Oh, we do. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play you guys an ad right here. It's on a shitty laptop screen, so you might have to uh, squint your eyes or take a step should forward. I, I do apologize I carry for that. It over to them? Oh my god, these cookies are blackface. This is okay, amazing. This, yeah, th- this is. Oh, going to be a lot of fun. This so, is, I'm now offended yeah, by Thin Mints. <laughs> so w- what's happening in this... Yeah, love it. Thanks. I'm covered in luxurious caramelized white chocolate. Yeah, but are you delicious? Mmm, that's delicious. Ah, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Griffin's Toffee Pops Caramelized White Chocolate. All new and delicious. 
Uh, I gotta say, I'm very surprised. The audience was very, you guys were very rapt watching that. You, you were just, you were just like, had an O face. You're like, as if. This guy in the end's like, fuck, I gotta fly to New Zealand now and get some cookies. So wait, uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to read this story. What, um, so what happened was this, is, is that. Just like a Pakistani. In, in the ad, those of you who didn't see or didn't figure out what was going on, there were four cookies sitting on a plate. Three of them were brown or chocolatey or whatever, you know. Black and then there was one cookies. that was white. That's the new one that they're advertising. And the, the three were talking to the new one saying like, hey, welcome to the team. And one of them questioned the deliciousness of the white cookie. And then some dude picks it up and bites it, and apparently it is, after all, a delicious cookie. And by the way, they called it biscuits because it's fucking. Well, I guess that's how those British people that's how do, they it. do it. Yeah. yeah, and and British adjacent. Yeah, that's where. Wait, that's wait, the, did the white cookie taste better, or huh? Did the white cookie taste better? Apparently, they're all delicious, though. They're all delicious. Yeah. So okay. now the white one's on board, it. and so people are saying that this ad is racist, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so who's saying that the, the, the ad is racist? Just fucking random people the on the Jews. internet. Was it New Zealand internet? <laughs> there wasn't a, this like, a... Uh, this is the world we live in, guys. An organization? This is it. Wait, what no. was it? Like, there wasn't... Was there, like, a massive outcry? There what was... What happened? Who are these people? Well, there are people what are their who names? were bored in New Zealand, I think. How do is... they smell? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know it all. Have you ever smelled a New Zealander, Ajay? Several times. <laughs> <laughs> like the, that. The vitriol. Of the of the outrage at this commercial, this is the world we're living in, and this is why we do this. Wait, wait, can we see some of the tweets of this yes. outrage? Yes. So I to be fair, New Zealand isn't the world that any of us are living in. So someone said that uh, this these cookies are encouraging racism, and that the animated style is going to be uh, appealing to children, and that it is not a good role model for the kids. <laughs> well, they say horrible and hateful role modeling in a multicultural society. Yes. Because this is straight from Bushwick. I, this is like straight. Yeah. Like, it's like was never once uh, as a child uh, influenced by a cookie, animated or otherwise. See, I, I was, my actions were oftentimes influenced by cookies. Well, sure, but you know. Acquiring the cookie. Yes, you're talking about cookie acquisition. I'm talking yes. about talking anthropomorphic cookie. cookies and their uh, <laughs> moral rectitude. <laughs> or lack thereof. I don't. Are you suggesting that baked goods are not a good uh, moral compass? No, you should call them baked bads. Huh? I'm going to double down on that and yeah. say it again. Baked bads. <laughs> yeah, I don't baked know bads. I don't know where to go with that one, but not, not all time. the people were, uh, were anti-cookie. Some people were pro-cookie. Like pro okay. the ad? Well, yeah, per, per the ad. Some people like, saw it and were like, why are people upset about this? Well, this is a great quote on here. This is one of my favorite ones we've ever had in this show. Okay, this... Uh, this better be good. This person said... They're fucking biscuits, not humans. Get over it. Again, biscuits are cookies in that country. Everyone looked confused. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that wasn't that good of a comeback. So <laughs> They're fucking biscuits. I think it's a great... I'm going to start using that on my own. Just imagine, though, if you were talking about a person fucking biscuits and not humans, and you thought that was okay. I think that's in the privacy of their own home. Yeah. We often use cookies to denote racial. What's stuff more harmful, though? putting something in an oven or fucking it? Yeah, like Oreos, right? Oreos, like Oreos. are pretty racist. I don't know you think how about it. Well, <laughs> it's only racist after the fact because people have made Oreo a racist metaphor. And isn't it's that what matters culpable. at the end? Day? We should we is should recall Nabisco all culpable? Oreos because of this. So listen, is Nabisco <laughs> culpable for inventing something that readily presents itself as a metaphor for something racial? Yes, that's the question. It's something specifically <laughs> racial too. What's that? It's something specifically racial. Oreo. 
Because isn't it like a like a uh, well an Oreo is like an African American guy who thinks you're he's a white, white guy on or something? the inside, black on the outside. Yes, yes. So it's like a white guy on the outside and a black guy on the inside. Is that a Milano? That's cookie? the uh oh Oreo. Come or on, get with it. An uh oh. Get with your Oreo related racial. Oh, slurs. it has to be an Oreo. Uh, well, to yes, to complete. I don't know. The Why can't it be a Milano cookie? I don't know, but. Actually, no, yeah, it could be a Milano cookie. No, it's right? Milano cookie. That's what you're thinking. Mulatto cookie? No, Wait, Milano. No. They're called Milano cookies. This is the Pepperidge Farm. Not Mulatto Farm. cookies. Yeah, Pepperidge Farm yeah, Milano delicious. cookies. Yeah. Sponsoring this podcast. Pick some up <laughs> after the show. Dip them in some milk. Racial harmony. Back in my yeah. day, we just called them wiggers. This oh. Is the, <laughs> this is the really? most delicious. We grow. Okay. <laughs> No, actually, African American is the currently accepted nomenclature. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, we. Yeah, it went, we it, it's confusing because it went from well, Wiggers was never good. We grows, and then it became. Yeah, <laughs> That's a half step up, I guess. <laughs> this is the most delicious conversation we ever had about racism. Yes, yes we it didn't is. bring cookies for everyone, and I feel like now, that's a failure on our yeah. part. Here's my my question with this: Is it are people trying to say that it's racist against white people? Well, no, I, I think I'm they're saying, they're that. saying yeah. that the white cookie is presented as superior to the brown cookies. Is that what That's what I think it is. Yeah, because it's like, look at this new white cookie showing up. And it's up. getting bullied by all the dark cookies in that commercial, To be right? fair, yeah. it's just a new cookie and unproven. It's like the new guy on the job. You don't know. This hotshot is 25. <laughs> you have eight years of experience. He's fresh out of school. What does he know? He is he delicious? Thing. He knows a thing or two about frosting. I believe in him. Give him a chance. Well, trust the NBA. <laughs> you got way too hostile about cookies there, Jay. I don't Did know. Did I? A little bit. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. My other question with this I'm was maybe sorry. there's something we don't know, which is maybe there is uh, something cultural about Australia and New Zealand that we don't know. Like maybe the, the brown cookies were like Aborigines or something. And when I, the white cookie was presented as better, it was racist towards them. I don't, I don't know what the I mean, cultural I references are. It doesn't seem like there is a subtext in that commercial that's about the Aborigines, if you ask me. And they weren't even saying the, the white cookie's better. They were saying the brown people were, the brown cookies were saying, I don't think she's as good. And then she winds up being as good. That was the whole thing. I don't think this person in the white coat. So in a way. It sounds it's about like equality. equality. Yeah, hey. it does sound like oh, equality. Hey. But I think How we're brown seeing, of you. We're seeing race <laughs> and just things that aren't there in race. And everyone's getting a little sensitive. And these, these, are, these are real outrage stories. And this is real complaint that happened in our society. And this is what's... What's Again, happening? not this our society. This is a Daily Mail article. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just said it happened in New Zealand. You know, Zealand. where else to start the equality discussion better than cookies? <sighs> Something you know, everyone can agree on. Absolutely. Except diabetics. <laughs> yeah. Next, we should talk about uh, racism in the nacho world. And uh, we just have a whole Is there meal. racism in the nacho world? We can find it not. if we try hard enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always better when the sour, the white sour. That's not your world. On. If there's racism in it, nah. am I right? <laughs> am I racist? <laughs> <laughs> am I racist because I don't get jalapenos on my nachos? No, you're just a pussy. No, you're racist. I'm just a pussy. Yeah, no, that makes. <laughs> you're racist because you always just use the N word when no one's. When, when, oh yeah. yeah. When the, when the microphone is not. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe you're just a racist. pussy because you don't have uh, jalapenos. Yeah, that is, all yeah. the all the above is true. Anyway, <laughs> so I think it's time to get to the verdict in this one. Uh, I'm not on board with the cookie outrage. I'm going to fake outrage in this one. Uh, yeah, sometimes a cookie is just a cookie. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Uh, <laughs> We're going fake outrage. That's the smartest kind of quote ever on this show. You know, I'm going to go contrarian on this. I'm offended <laughs> that there's not an Asian cookie. 
It was it's yellow. It's not a, it's you, not like no. a, a, you know, like well, it, it, it would be, it would be shaped right? like an Asian eye or something That's like that. That's what I was going to say. You couldn't that make would, an Asian cookie without being racist. Yeah. You got to make it yellow well, <laughs> and slanty. Okay. First of all, because you started with the notion of making an Asian cookie. Yeah. I like how your explanation of why this is racist was just the most racist thing that was uttered <laughs> in the whole program. <laughs> Like, and, and under the guise of I'm, I'm outraged at this irrational. That's my bread and butter, buddy. Okay, <laughs> I'm uh, gonna go with I'm outraged at Faisal. Um, <laughs> because it just felt like the right thing to, to say at the time. Um, well, he can't no, really it's not be, real. It's not real outrage. He can't be yeah. racist against. I mean, it is real. I mean, presumably the people. This is where it gets fi- tricky with the fake outrage because presumably mm-hmm. these people that were upset for that moment felt upset, but I feel like they're really upset about something else. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like, like misdirected what? outrage, but that's not as good of a title they're for the upset podcast. That they're not <laughs> Australian. <laughs> yeah. like, do you want to call them? It's, like, it's like, no, no, no. Right. What's this Who really hurt about? you? Is the question right. here. <laughs> what's Maybe. this really about? Is this really about the cookies? Yeah. One time, this like means that somebody might have been traumatized by the, the brown cookies as a kid or something. And I don't care to speculate on that. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, I mean, I'd started to in my head, and it was <laughs> awful. I wouldn't what? want. I wouldn't wish that on anyone it was pretty awful. all right so that one that one i think is is what three to one fake outrage Soundeep, is that right yeah it looks like it. <laughs> okay all right so as if things didn't work and one to zero outrage against faisal you know actually we, we have actual people how, how do you guys feel about this you think that this is this is fake outrage fake okay fake outrage okay this one's <laughs> hell yeah oh, there so we there, go that's a that's a real outrage mm, yeah <laughs> okay to be fair, oh, anytime a cookie has eyes, it will then look like <laughs> whatever. It's it's painted yeah, with some those inappropriate lips are really red makeup. Now that I think about it, <laughs> oh boy! Just stop giving food eyes. That's <laughs> I'm outraged at giving food eyes. So <laughs> where it had none before. Wait, so what would you do about gingerbread men, or would you just abolish them altogether? No, hang on. I take back what I said. I love gingerbread men. Exactly. I but, love uh, gingerbread men no, no, no. and women of all I colors. I said where it doesn't belong. It belongs on a gingerbread man. He's a gingerbread man. Exactly. How is he going to see? When are we going to get gingerbread women? Is, is there a gingerbread woman cookie yet somewhere? Of course. Somebody made one? I haven't seen oh, one. I live with yeah. one. People <laughs> keep biting the gingerbread tits first. and then. How, how else would you do that? I mean, really. Gingerbread yeah. nips. <laughs> well, if, if, if it hasn't come out, it will come out, and then it'll be a body image issue for the little girls everywhere. Like, <laughs> they expect, yeah. No, no, you couldn't. <laughs> little girls are eating these cookies, and those gingerbread women's tits are way too big on such a thin body. Yeah, that's, that's, no, no, no. That's unrealistic I, cookie standards. And they're expecting us to taste way different I than I submit that yeah. the necessities of cookie construction would result in appropriate cookie role models for children's body image. Because what are you going to do? Make a long, thin cookie with... With a massive Fat projecting tits on the side and then thin legs. That cookie's going to break. It wouldn't burn. Yeah, it would not bake well. You like can't transport it on well, You got to bite the titties first. Make the package bro. for that cookie. You can't. Exactly. So let's move on now from cookie racism. So make short to fat actual, cookies. Well, that, that was cookie racism. misogyny. So oh, <laughs> if anyway. yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Let's move on from cookie misogyny <laughs> to Cookie misogyny racism. is my drag name. Uh, no, our next story comes to us from where, Sandy? Break it down for uh, us. From Cleveland. We're back in the States. Huh? Okay, Cleveland. all right. Always a good... Coming stateside. Yeah. Cleveland uh, Cleveland is told to rock. Uh, the land of LeBron. Not anymore. Whoa, that was bad. But, uh, all right, so this story comes to us from Cleveland, where local judge John Russo, his order to duct tape shut the mouth of defendant Franklin Williams, 
um, because he refused to keep his uh, keep quiet during sentencing on Tuesday caused outrage. So a Cincinnati area def- criminal defense attorney called it, quote, cruel and unusual punishment. So basically, H. Lewis Serkin, who's an attorney who specializes in First Amendment and civil rights law, said that Judge Russo should have just ordered the deputies to uh, escort Williams out of the courtroom when he ignored several warnings to keep quiet. Uh, I should add that Williams is black. Um, so it's quite important to the story, yes. Yeah. Um, so Williams was convicted in December of three ca- armed robberies, and he wasn't in the courtroom because he cut off his ankle monitor and left the state in the middle of the trial. <laughs> <laughs> the police found him in Nebraska on drug charges, shipped him back to Cleveland, and he was being sentenced, and he kept interrupting the proceedings. So the judge ordered him gagged, uh, then read the sentence to him so he could be present for sentencing, then ordered him ungagged so he could address the court. And uh, among the people outraged were the ACLU. They're like, we cannot regard this as normal. It's humiliating. It doesn't deprive this person of the opportunity to speak before his life turned away. It takes away his dignity. Everything about this is wrong. Uh, The Cleveland NAACP was outraged. They're like, we are outraged by Judge Russo's lack of decency when he ordered Franklin Williams' mouth duct taped. Uh, A dog owner that taped his pet's uh, mouth got five years. This is not okay. Uh, And then people, of course, made an issue of the racial aspect of this. Uh, George ordered these white cops to duct tape this black man's mouth shut during his trial right in front of the cameras. This is 2018. Uh, So uh, that's that's the story. Playing devil's advocate here, that's not the worst thing cops have done to black people this year, okay? Just this year? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But now... (laughs) No, here's the thing. Like, I have questions about this. All right, um, does that mean that there's one guy whose job it was to just like duct tape his mouth shut, and every time they asked him a question, to like undo half of it, and then no, no, because this was during just, sentencing. I think did they just have there was no, the duct there was... tape like behind the judge's bench? Like, where <laughs> are they ready for this? Yeah, that's so. Or was he just screaming out, and they like sent someone like, "Yo, go get some duct tape," yeah, and then they, they like, the sent an intern to off to yeah. I don't know. That's a weird. It just seems like they probably got shit in like a storage closet somewhere. I mean, courthouses are pretty big. No, you you are you are a lawyer in real life, right? Yeah, I'm not a particularly good one, but you know. (laughs) No, so is there during? I wish this this is where I wish that you actually told me the story more than two hours before the fucking podcast, so I could sound like a capable lawyer. So, like you know, like read up on it. But I think there's actually like a Sixth Amendment issue here. Like, indeed. Yeah, no, I, I did read. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to really look into like the case law on that. What, is, what is the Sixth opinion. Amendment for oh, those yeah, of us who don't please. know? Because I don't it, know what the fuck. It's pretty that much is. like you could confront your accusers and uh, just be present, uh, like in your court hearings. Basically, it's it's the right to confront, and uh, there are a lot of Sixth Amendment issues. The Sixth Amendment tends to come up more when it comes to like rape accusations, where the the accuser is anonymous or something like that, and that's where there's a lot of complicated case law, from my understanding. But in this case, like, yeah, it's. I think the judge might have had his mouth ductated because if he sent him out during the sentencing, because I think this is going on during sentencing, like there's a chance that this might go to appeal. And I think that's what he was trying to avoid. But the optics look pretty fucking bad, you know, when it's six white dudes like holding down a black guy and duct taping. I mean, there mouth. were six. It took six cops to do this. It took like, see, I was like, I six mean, the guy co- committed three armed robberies and cut an ankle monitor off and ran. And wouldn't shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah, during I the court hearing. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that Rick and Morty sketch where they just read the minutes from like a court hearing. That's what it sounds oh like to God. me. <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> I forget the name of that case, but oh man, yeah, that was, uh, that judge got in trouble, I think. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, that was. It, it sounds like yeah, the, the guy was a fucking lunatic, and yeah, maybe duct tape wasn't the best. But were they gonna put their fucking hands over his mouth so he could bite it? You know, what what would you prefer that he had done? Like they had done in that place? Like yeah, it, it's not the most dignified thing ever. But what if they like tranquilized him? Is that would that be more humane or less humane? I feel way? like I'm pretty dude, sure no. that would also be a Sixth Amendment issue. I'm not condoning <laughs> tranquilizing minorities. Everyone, calm yeah. down. Okay. I mean, dr- chemically drugging someone seems worse than gagging them. Okay. Yeah, I would it? say so. So, temporarily. so what, I'd say those are way? worse optics. Too. So what's yeah. a better way? Because I, I, you know, I don't know because I don't know what the precedent is for like sentencing and stuff like that. Didn't There's, they say there was there, there was precedent? One of the news stories, right? There was precedent, but it was. An extreme case where the judge yeah. like went to it's great like a lengths. It's like fifty-year-old case or yeah, something. Yeah, where like the judge that. went to great lengths to justify it. Maybe yeah. what if they went and got one of those like? Okay. Uh, I work for a company where I could have researched this if I just had a fucking day and I could have given you <laughs> yeah, an informative, like, well thought out answer. Actually, to this. your so. answer was pretty spot on with what they were talking about. Yeah, so yeah your, right. your knowledge of law. <laughs> Uh, as poor as it is, yeah. I guess, amongst other lawyers. Well, let's put it yeah. this way. I went to Brooklyn Law School, which went from rank 50th to rank 85th by the time I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't like the bottom 10% of my class. No, I was the bottom 10. <laughs> that was my class rank. I fooled all my fucking professors, by the way, because when I told them my rank after I graduated, they're like, you don't seem that retarded, but, you know. So uh, what was the, uh, the statement here, Sandeep? Well, first, okay. So, what should they have done? I think the NAACP and the um, uh, and the ACLU were saying he should have been esco- like escorted out of the courtroom. But there's problems with that because just like Faisal said, there's a Sixth Amendment which guarantees each person the right to confront their accusers and be present in hearings against them. And um, the Supreme Court held in 1970 that defendants can sometimes waive that right if they're disrupting the court during proceedings. But in Illinois versus Allen, the defendant then sued a judge that said it violated his rights when the judge ordered him to leave the courtroom during sentencing. Exactly. So that, this judge probably knew about that. So then they also held that you can have, you can gag someone if they're, if they're not shutting up. Um, they left it open, probably. Right. They were like, we're not going to rule. Like, usually in Supreme Court cases or any high-end like appellate-level cases, judges, ver- judges are very careful about like these sort of things. They try to move the needle as little as possible because they tend to have like huge effects down the line. So... It, yeah, they probably just left the door open. Yeah, they said judges have leeway, but they can gag them. Though that's an option. They can cite them for contempt. And they probably didn't them. list gag any. Them. They probably didn't list any examples. They're like, ah, we'll fucking figure it out later. They usually just kick the can further in the line when they it actually gagged. needs to be decided. What if for a gag they went out and got like a gimp mask, like a BDSM mask? Would that be less or more? Uh, I think oh, I, I think yeah. a dildo would have been more uh, dignified. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they uh, yeah. Dildo uh, or duct tape? Gag. Yeah. <laughs> And so the the judge Remember ordered him gagged, so he allowed him to be present for sentencing, which is something that the courts say you should be allowed to do if if possible. And then he took him out the gag off to allow him to address the court when he was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, at first glance, it's like this is fucked up, but then it's like you know, actually, the guy is trying to follow something. I think everyone got very angry because he was black, and then they were doing get white cops gagging him. And yeah, like you know, I mean, that's the thing is that you know because. More often than not, there is some there is some shit going down when you see something like that. It's not unreasonable for people to infer that immediately. Like, there's enough bad precedent by white cops in America that <laughs> if there is a misunderstanding like this, it's not that big of a fucking stretch, especially in middle America. Yeah, suck my dick, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. you heard it here. <laughs> so. Your football teams are trash. Fuck your college teams. They don't mean dick, you know? <laughs> 
And like Cleveland, all you had to do was be better than Cincinnati, and you still <laughs> fucked that up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, granted, I have been to neither cities, but you just sound <laughs> shitty, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that's my hot take. And oh yeah, and you fucked us as swing states repeatedly. So yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll go from that court's verdict to our verdict now. Uh, this is a really tough one for me. Because yeah. What do you, oh, you, you, you? No, you. No, you yeah. I think I think uh, kind of what, what Faisal was saying. I think I would classify this as not fake outrage by any means. I would classify it as not unreasonable. But once you look into the case, like you see the nuances, and you're like, okay, but. Again, like I'm not I don't think I'm ever gonna be at a point where I'm giving white cops the benefit of a doubt in that situation, you know? <laughs> like going yeah. into it, it's like, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> well first this wasn't a cop thing. It was a judge thing. Yeah. It's the legal system. Yeah, I mean, but it's still it's No, the still, cops are ordered by the judge, so it's it's again it's yeah. cop adjacent. You, you go back and look into histories, like most most judges and fucking senators and representatives in American history, they're all fucking felons. Or they all have like these crazy skeletons and they're they tend to be corrupt or, you know, full of shit or racist. So, yeah, there's a lot of bad precedent when it comes to lawmakers in general. So I, I think it applies to them as much as any cop. So um, well, they create the framework that the cops can operate in. Yep. So, uh, well, I mean, everyone kind of is at fault, too. I mean, it's also citizens for looking the other way or yeah, just yeah, being yeah. complacent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then those of us who are outraged, we just end up doing comedy or something. <laughs> so we all just become a bunch of Hannah Gatsby's and we think that's going to make a difference. But uh... <laughs> That's great. Anyway, I'm going to go uh, legit outrage in this one. I think that it, well, even because I think a lot of the outrage was the racial component. And, and I look at it this way. Once you remove that from it. It's still very humiliating for that to happen to anybody, yeah. any defendant or otherwise. And I think that there's a reason why we don't do torture and why we don't do like you know putting people in the stocks as punishment like they did 300 years ago and shit. So I, I do feel like this one is is legit outrage. And they, they said they found a precedent of this happening, but they had to go back like 40 fucking yeah, years right, they for had it. To dig, yeah. I, mean, I feel like that in itself kind of just points to bullshit. So I have to go legit outrage in this one. Sandeep, uh, I'm gonna go fake outrage. Uh, it was ju- it was just like a Jay said, but then I felt like. This is the thing with this show is that we're so quick to jump to outrage that we don't read and we don't do some research and we don't understand context. No, but and I'm precedent. saying it's it's possible though. I think for someone who doesn't share uh, any of our opinions to maybe look into this, see the facts, and if they're still angry, I think I couldn't fault them for that. Is what where I kind of I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, I think it's a very I mean, it gets complicated. Facts. I think it's a reasonable misunderstanding to make. I think if you're a person you saw the headline or just kind of heard about it, you'd be like, yeah, uh, it, it'd be, it'd be, it's, it, we're human. We are going to react. That's just how we're wired. I mean, I think what just happened now is like, you know, technology and, you know, the way media works now, it just, it just exploits what's best and worst about it. So we kind of like are short circuited. And so we are, like, we should be better about these sort of things, but it is natural to kind of have that initial knee-jerk reaction. We I don't all know. do it. This is, this is my issue with the we society just have to today. Slow down is that we do fact, we so. do have knee-jerk reactions, and yeah. no one shuts the fuck up about their own reactions and just spouts it <laughs> yeah. without doing some goddamn reading. I, I think you shouldn't so have a hot thing. take. You definitely right. shouldn't have some hot take on Twitter or the internet until you. You and know, so if you read about happened. it, and there's a Sixth Amendment, and there is a ruling, and he's trying to let the let the accuser be in the courtroom, which is one of which is supposed to be a guarantee for the citizen. Yeah. Um, 
And so, but the, and, and so maybe if you have a hot take and you're ignorant, then shut the fuck up and read about it and don't have a hot take. <laughs> this is the whole thing with fake outrage report. This is, this is, this is why I think it's fake outrage, just because it's understandable that if you don't, if you don't like want to want to take some measured opinion and just get uh, get upset. Okay, so we, we have one for right. fake. Legit. Am, what was yours? Uh, kind of fake but understandable kind of thing. Like <laughs> okay. Facial thing. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with fake in the sense that Ooh, the, what? the reason that the, I, three to one. Even though I think it's a reasonable misunderstanding, I do think that advocacy groups in general, because I think like the NAACP and a couple other groups, and like I'm not saying that these groups don't do good work. But often you had these groups where they, they had kind of a responsibility because they do have a voice, right? They do make these things public and stuff like that. And I think they do need to be cautious when they react. I think there's a greater responsibility in organizations sure. than there are on individuals. Yeah. And I think, I think you see it a lot where you have a lot of organizations where they do mostly good work, but then they spout like other nonsense or they fly off the handle on certain things. And then it hurts their case. I think it hurts their cause in the long run. And then when there are other groups that are trying to look for, you know, pick away at flaws and stuff like that. They're going to look at these stories right. and they're going to, they're going to cherry pick them and use them against you. And I think you need to be careful when you, when you are a part of that cause, when you are a mouthpiece. And the ACLU so, is a legal yeah, organization. They should at least acknowledge that there was, there was, this is a, this is a tough call. And yeah. that's not the tweet that they sent. Cause, Cause like, I also like, understand, this is ridiculous yeah, in just, America. I, I just feel like what ends up happening is that these organizations kind of have an incentive to do this stuff because then it, it, it gets people enraged, and then it, it helps them raise money. People want to donate. People want to get involved. And so they're just everyone is just trying to trump it because until people are outraged, until, like, you kind of rile people up, nobody does a goddamn thing, you know? Like, <laughs> how, I mean, I imagine, like, I don't know. I didn't really start donating to Planned Parenthood until, like, this presidency because I assume it, they're going to lose funding at some what point. What kind of a misogynist so, are you? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm just anti-life, you know, is all it is. Who just wants to keep voting so, without, uh, uh, without so protection? So three, three, three months fake one. What do you guys think? Do you guys think legit outrage or fake okay. outrage? Is, okay, there we go. So you guys are all racist. You hear that? Okay. It's, uh, they were upset at the cookie, so I knew that they were going to be upset at this. <laughs> oh, I thought they were fucking with us. <laughs> all right. So uh, at this point, what I want to do is uh, if you guys have any general questions or if you have anything that you're outraged about, uh, yell it out. I've got a crowd mic set up right here. It should totally pick you up. So uh, anybody, anyone want to take a crack will comment on your outrage? If you don't, I'll give you something to be outraged oh, about. No, I was, I'm always afraid to book him for that reason. That's <laughs> <laughs> like when I advocated Disney uh, fanatics kill themselves in one episode? Yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. As a former so. employee of Disney World, I am very <laughs> outraged at that. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so, oh, uh, that's James bullshit. Gun- that is horse that's shit. That's that cherry-picking shit that I was talking about. That's you have like the alt-right guys. So hold on, who- just in case I didn't pick him up, uh, he said the James Gunn firing. And that yeah. is, uh, that's a really interesting one to talk about because... The thing is, and people don't want to compare it to this, but you have to because the, the Roseanne thing happened like four days earlier than that. And so the thing is, the argument that's happening is that everyone, I think, in this situation, in both cases, is a partisan fucking hack. And the, there's a reason why on this show we avoid sort of mainstream stories like that. We do stupid shit that people didn't hear of because everyone nowadays has like gone crazy and gone political. And it's funny how those two, the Roseanne and James Gunn things, are... They're very similar at no, face they're not. value. No, they're very, they're much very not. not. They're very at similar. All. No, they're not. But 
Yeah, he she was unrepentantly well, racist, and he apologized for like a years fucking ago. Decade. No, but the thing is, <laughs> yeah. the, the result was the same. And she was also peddling conspiracy theories like Pizzagate, okay. where I don't know some, where it encourages retards to go to pizza shops and open fire and almost get white. Here's the thing, though: at the end of the day, the result was the same. People got fired because of tweets. Like, here's the thing: like the Venn diagram of those two cases is almost a circle, and people nitpick. No, 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 no. You're, I, I do you're think that saying that both of, of those things thing. are that's about like saying, a tweet. Go yeah, ahead. It's like saying, oh, two people got fired for saying slurs, except one of those guys was playing a racist in a play, and then the other person just says it casually all the time. Well, so. here, here, here's the thing, though. is the, the, only, the only ground that I give people to stand on with the James Gunn thing is that um, he was currently, um, well, they both were currently employees, and his tweets were sent out before he was an employee of Marvel slash Disney slash whatever. She was a current, um, sent those out currently ABC. End of the day, they were both jokes. So then you have to start the next conversation, which is like, are we going to fucking police jokes now on Twitter? But she, her shit. Yeah, when I'm did, sorry? What? what? Yeah, that wasn't a joke. She, she was trying to make a joke. Okay, granted, it wasn't a the best she, joke uh, ever. Okay, I'm not defending her joke. No, she backpedaled okay. and leaned she on the joke. She backpedaled and said, no, I thought yeah. she was a dirty Jew. I think that's, <laughs> that is actually true. what she said. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not yeah. defending the joke, but the thing is, though, is that... We're talking the difference between active admit, racist encouraging you wanna wait, bigotry. You want to recite uh, his jokes, though? The James Gunn jokes? I hate how I have to defend Roseanne, Oh, the, the pedophile way. jokes? They no, were yeah, fucking no. dope. Yeah, and the rape jokes? There's no such thing. No such thing as a bad pedophile joke, first of all. It puts people in a weird scenario where... Bad pedophiles. Yeah. If, if you um, if you want to defend his jokes, though, you have to defend. No, these but weird here's rape the thing: no one's jokes. defending his jokes. No, what I what I think the point mm-hmm. is, he tweeted these ten years ago, apologized yeah. for that, like said I, I was wrong, and he's like not actively encouraging people mm-hmm. to believe conspiracy theories and to be like act on, like he said, like people go open up fight, like Roseanne is speaking to a platform from a very unhinged place to very unhinged people. It's like Alex Jones getting fired. Like, he's he's a menace to society. He My, gets uh, yeah. parents whose children got gunned down to get people to, like, come harass them all the time. Like, Well, he's a shithead, but you have to let people talk even if they're shitheads. No, that, not, not, not if it's against the law. The speech is actively endangering other <laughs> he, people. He's actually uh, committing defamation there, can, by doing yeah. that shit. Uh, it's, it's against the law. Yeah. The only reason why it's not enforced is because litigating for defamation is unbelievably hard. If there's one thing I agree with Donald Trump on is, yeah, <laughs> we do need to make a fucking defamation laws stronger in this country because it's, <laughs> it's hard to litigate and it's like, like every element is really hard. And then you have to prove damages and that's hard to do in a monetary way. Like, how do you monetize getting death threats and people harassing you on the Internet? Like, these are things we do need to figure out. But I, I think the thing about Roseanne is that you, you have to look in the cons. I think. First of all, fuck Disney for hiring her in the first place. Like, she had this recent track record well, ABC, of it. It's the same parent company, but she was ABC, he was Disney slash Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It's the same, yeah. It's the same parent company, but yeah, like, fuck Disney, like, ABC for hiring her in the fucking first. They knew what they were doing by doing this. They they wanted that outrage, and they made out like Bandit Sand. They still cashed out on that one season of Roseanne. Like, oh, yeah, that was the yeah. number one fucking sitcom of last yeah. year. Can you guys fucking believe that? Did anybody here watch it, by the way? Well, that's the thing. They probably that's, <laughs> like, no, that's the real it. move. I watched, I watched it. It's yeah. the, like the Kardashian effect is that you get someone who's unbearable, and then you have the retards who are always going to watch them no matter what, and then you're going to have the people who are <laughs> outraged that are going to watch too. It's the same thing with the Jersey Shore. You had people would watch because they either loved it or they were haters, and they couldn't help but watch because they want to watch so they can complain about these people. And you know that's kind of how we got Trump too. Is we kept on paying attention to these people, like. 
Yeah. It's kind of... If you want to get political, which we, we try right. not to on the show. Anything uh, uh, that's <laughs> not hot button you guys want to talk about? Boycott the Creek. What? <laughs> uh, the Creek. Uh, oh, that, that's inside comedy. Inside we, don't, yeah, we, don't, we, don't, yeah. we don't do inside baseball here on the show. But, I mean, I can explain it to everyone if you want, but I feel don't. like they'd be nah. fucking bored as shit. You're, yeah, just adding it's fuel a, to a fire. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know the whole it's, story, really. I don't even... Yeah, I don't either. I don't really care that much. I only go there once a month. Who gives a fuck? Or... <laughs> Come to the creek. I run a show there. I'm plugging my show right now. <laughs> oh yeah, another big distinction from Roseanne. Uh, she is a woman, so no, I don't know that that did let yeah, that bomb. You no, know, people just couldn't stand seeing a woman star on show and be in power. No, I was waiting for somebody to make that argument. I do. Uh, I do find it interesting that I think of like all the all the horrible tweets that people say. This is like, I think James Gunn was like the first guy entertainer to lose his job over tweets. Otherwise, it was Roseanne, and it was some chick. Although, from hey, SNL. where's Chris Pratt in all uh, of this? I changed my mind. I'm pissed off at Chris Pratt. Yeah, all the cast, oh, yeah. all the cast. Was but like, you know what he should have done? Yeah. This is what I would definitely do if I was in his place. So I can definitely judge him without <laughs> any hypocrisy because I know what it's like to be making millions of dollars for a movie. Yeah. Uh, I think we all do. That's a common experience. Um, yeah, he could walk away, be like, "You, oh yeah, you want to do a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? That's real cute." Because you can't without me. Lovable Andy from Parks and Rec. Uh, actually, his character, for those of you, anybody not see uh, Infinity War yet? I have not seen I it. I haven't, but they I never They don't need him will. anymore. <laughs> huh? They get it. The three people on oh. the end. All right. That's, that's where we're going to end right there. Uh, spoiling of major blockbuster. I apologize for those of you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad I bombed right. on Thank you for uh, coming out to this. Uh, follow us online if you want at Fake Outrage Repped. Email us and tell us that we're all misogynist at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe. Give us reviews. All that fun iTunes shit. But before we go, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Ladies and gentlemen, let's go get some gingerbread tits. <laughs> yeah. yeah.